Hello, hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Wait for Wait Food for Thought Podcast. I just got back from a long run. I went on a long four-mile run. I didn't have any, usually I have like a path that I want to go on, and I have like my pre-planned run in my head. Today, I just put in some headphones, some music, and just ran, figured it out as I, as you know, whatever I felt I just did, and ended up being a four-mile run. I feel great. I feel relaxed, rejuvenated. I felt on this run that I released a lot of emotions and pent up just shit that I have been suppressing. Um, I can usually tell that when I'm running pretty fast and I usually don't like to run fast. I just like to run and feel good and not push myself too hard so that I can actually enjoy it and not hate it. But I was running fucking fast today and I usually, yeah, that's my way of just releasing emotion to me. And I and I love recording these episodes on Sundays because it makes me reflect on my entire week. How did my week go? How am I feeling? What am I ignoring? Um, and if you've listened to previous episodes of mine, I've talked about the fact that I don't like to journal. I don't really have an outlet where I explicitly talk about what's going wrong and what I'm feeling and what's rubbing me the wrong way, even though I don't, I may not know what exactly is affecting me negatively. Uh, and since I started this podcast, that's exactly what this is. It's me sitting down in my room alone. I literally have a bench with a shoebox on top and then my mic on top of the shoebox and I'm sitting on the floor with a blanket, like the most professional setup you can think of. And I have to sit down and try to think about, okay, what is today's episode going to be about? How did my week go? How was I feeling throughout this week? Was I upset? Was I angry? Was I um, sad? What was going on? And whenever I start recording, this has happened every single Sunday, I have never been able to just record an episode all the way through. I usually, like, once I gain momentum, I'm good. But I keep having to re-record and re-record and re-record at least like five times after like five minutes in. It's just not cohesive. It doesn't flow. I, I stumble on my words. I'm wondering where to go next. And that's because I, I don't know how my week has gone. I don't know. It's not coming from a place where I've been able to sit down and think and process. So this is like take five. And I decided that, hey, before I re-record again and then stop the recording, I'm going to write out a little map, a little uh, roadmap, if you will, about how I want this episode to flow. The reason being is I want to talk about grief today. And for me, grief is an extremely hard subject to talk about. I'm very good about writing about grief and writing about how it makes me feel. I think I have a, a powerful way with words that I, through writing that I don't have through, through verbally communicating. So... I have been dealing with grief all week and my own grief. And whenever I talk about it, it's really hard for me to really understand like, hey, where am I coming from? What am I trying to say? What am I trying to vocalize and teach and speak about? Um, and I, I, this episode is going to be, it's going to be hard. It's going to be hard to get through. But I think it's something that needs to be talked about and um, shared. So growing up, I played a ton of sports. But I never really, I never watch sports. I don't like watching sports. It's boring to me as I sit here and after this episode, I'm going to be watching the Super Bowl, aka eating a ton of food for like three hours. But I don't, like watching sports doesn't give me fulfillment. So unless you've been living under a rock for the last week, you know that um, Kobe Bryant passed away, his daughter passed away, and um, well, 
other families passed away that were also on the helicopter that day in a very horrific, tragic way. I was at brunch with my friends and one of my friends just said, Kobe Bryant just died. And I'm like, Kobe Bryant, what? who's Kobe Bryant? Oh, that basketball player. And I'm like, oh, that's really sad. Like what happened? And then as the news starts unfolding more and more details about what's going on, I like, I felt like I was, my heart was stabbed. Like, again, I don't know anything about this dude. I don't know anything about his family. I don't know anything about his career. And I took the news like so hard, just like the rest of the entire world. You couldn't escape it. Like, even if you tried to not think about it, um, if you're like me, I like to not think about sad things and I try to avoid sad things. It was everywhere. My news, my phone, my Instagram, the TV. You couldn't go anywhere without hearing about this tragic incident. And it was all of a sudden, like, I'm grieving about the loss of my dad all over again. I'm like, why do I feel like I just lost somebody close to me. I was crying about this. I was sad. I was like waking up in the middle of the night on Sunday night, like going into Monday, just like sporadically thinking about him and his family and the lives lost that day. And this whole week has just been like, I felt like it was just in a cloud. Like even just thinking about this, I want to just start crying. And I couldn't understand why. I could not understand like, hey, Sabrina, you don't know anything about these people. I don't know why I felt so connected to this experience. And I know people around the world are grieving about this because this man is a figure and an inspiration for millions of people around the world. For me, I don't I don't know. And if you're any human being or any any compassionate human being, you feel you feel sad and you feel sympathetic towards the lives of the people that are the the lives lost as well as the families of the lives lost. But for me, I don't know what it was. I took this extremely, extremely hard. I remember um, a few days ago when Vanessa Bryant posted uh, the photo of her family. Honestly, just thinking about this, I wanted to start bawling. Posted the picture about her family and like this long, beautiful message. Um, and that was her first public announcement since since the death. I I cried for I shit you not you guys ten minutes straight, and I'm like, what the fuck? Like, of course, I think I have a, a great heart, and that's why I feel sad for this family. But but it, then it hit me. It hit me why I'm taking this so fucking hard, and I'm sure millions of people around the world can also relate to this. For me, um. I more so feel terrible and I feel like I want to throw up thinking about the people who have lost their father, their sister, their parents, their, their children, whatever, all of so many people are grieving right now. And when I think of this situation, I think of my family and how my mother lost her husband. I lost my father. And I'm thinking about, oh my gosh, just thinking about this, I'm going to cry. The, those children that have all lost their parents, I can empathize with them. And I am just thinking about all of these people who, whose realities have just been totally shifted, who've, whose lives have just been shattered and how are they going to, what are they going to do to continue? How are they conti- going to continue? How are they going to grieve? I saw the pain and the sadness and the anger 
that grief inflicted upon my family. And just thinking about another family going through that totally breaks my heart. And for us, a little bit of a different situation, we knew my dad was dying. We had time. We figured, you know, he. we don't know how much time he has left, but it's not much. So I, I, I truly believe that whether you know somebody's going to die or you don't know somebody's going to die, you never really know the, the, the power that grief holds over you until until you've experienced it firsthand. But even so, I, I had, and my mom had, and my sister had some sense that, okay, we have to start preparing for a new reality. For these people that have all lost people extremely close to them, children, mothers, brothers, whatever the case may be, they had no idea. It was just a normal day. It's just, hey, okay, bye. See you guys later. Have fun at the game. What do you want for dinner? And all of a sudden, boom, gone. That baffles me that I can't, it's, it's incomprehensible. It's surreal to understand that this could happen to anybody at any time. And for me personally, I already went through grief and I, I know, like, you don't think that you can handle it, but you can. You get through it. It doesn't ever go away, but you get through it. But having that experience once and, and thinking that that could potentially happen to me again, I don't even know how I would react at all. I feel like I would be, I would go insane. I would lose all, I would just lose my sense of myself And I don't know how I can continue living my own life knowing that anybody else close to me has passed away. So just thinking that people have lost not one, but multiple family members on a random Sunday morning, I have just been a mess because of it. And I don't know. I don't even know how to formulate my thoughts about it. I have thought about it every single day. I have revisited Vanessa Bryant's post every single day and my heart breaks for these people. I don't even know. I don't even know what to say. And just looking at all of the amazing stories that are coming through because we lost a legend and other families as well. And also I'm, I'm, I'm sad that, I mean, I'm not sad, but there were more lives lost than Kobe Bryant and, and Gigi Bryant. Um, and I think those are put on the back burner, but children lost their parents, both parents and siblings all in one day. And those people aren't being talked about as much. And so I just want to take a moment to share my condolences with anybody that is grieving directly, who has directly been affected by this horrible, 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 horrible incident. My heart goes out to these people. I feel for these people. And I don't want to just say, I'm praying for you. Because at the end of the day, we don't know what that does, you guys. So if you are feeling some type of way from this um, whole tragedy, go ahead and donate. Vanessa Bryant has a link in her bio on Instagram. Um, it's, uh, it's a charity called Mamba on three to help support these, these families that have been inflicted from this, um, terrible incident. So go ahead and don- donate $5. Think about it. If 
everybody donates $5. That could be thousands upon thousands of dollars that is now being donated to these families that need it the most. There's nothing worse than grieving and also being financially um, unstable. That's just two horrible things to deal with. I dealt with that and it is not fun. You don't want to deal with grief and then also wonder where your next meal is going to come from. It's not a fun thing to, to have to think about. So um, yeah, if you feel inclined to pray for these people, I hope you feel that much more inclined to go ahead and donate. But what I really want to get at is I think that I like to think that, and I said this in a previous episode, but I like to think that good things start to happen when good people die. Um, I like to think that because I like to justify why good people are taken off this planet early. My dad was a genuine good person. Um, his siblings and his parents are not good people. Well, let me take it back. His, his mom and his siblings are not good people. And out of that whole family, he was the one that died. The good one, the good egg was the one that died. Um, and what's also crazy is you think that, you know, with fame and with money, you can be untouchable like Kobe Bryant No one thinks that that could happen to somebody as legendary as Kobe Bryant. But the thing is, at the end of the day, we're all people. We are all pawns in this this game of life, and anything can happen to us at any time. Nobody is untouchable. It's a fair game. It's like the Hunger Games every day. Like, we're all, anything can happen to us at any time, so we have to learn to cherish the moments that we have. But going back to what I was saying is... Kobe Bryant was a phenomenal human. He didn't just play basketball. He gave back. He had charities. He was intelligent. He was brilliant. And he utilized his his power to inspire millions of people around the world. And it's mind-boggling to me that somebody that good can just die so tragically, so quickly, and so unexpectedly. But On the day that he died, I told my roommate and I told my fiance, I said, I bet you anything a charity is going to come from this. Something good is going to come from this horrible event. And less than two days later, a a brand new charity was born. And I, I don't, I haven't even checked how much money, but I'm sure millions of dollars have been donated so far. But I like to think that when good people die, good things start to manifest. People start to wake up. People start to realize that, holy shit, this person just died. And people find it within their hearts and within themselves to start charities, to start nonprofits, to start raising awareness to different organizations and and whatnot, to to start helping other people. Um, When my dad passed away, I I channeled my grief. I mean, it took me some time to get there because I I didn't, at first, I allowed my grief to really turn me into a horrible, shitty fucking person. And when I woke up, I realized I can turn my grief into something amazing. I can look at my dad's death and say, hey, there's so much good that can be done from that's just inspiring me to do good because this amazing person has passed away. I, he died from lung cancer, if you don't know already, and I started a a walk on my college college campus to raise money for lung cancer awareness and research and I raised $4,000 within a few months 
uh, got people to partake in this walk, had a charity benefit concert, and it was amazing and it was beautiful. And it raised awareness and not only awareness, it raised money so that these foundations can start finding a cure and, and starting to figure out, hey, what can we do to increase the survival rate of this terrible illness? So I think that if you look at all of the figures, amazing figures in this world that have passed away, something good has come from it. It starts to wake people the fuck up. If a bad person dies or a shitty person dies, people are more inclined to say like, oh, fuck you. Like if a rapist dies in prison or a murderer dies in prison, people are like, well, you probably deserved it, which I don't like to say. I think that's bad juju, but that's the mentality and nobody feels inclined to do something good. Um, And manifest that into something great. But when somebody good dies, somebody finds it within themselves to use that person's light and that person's memory and that person's inspiration to then turn that into something amazing here on earth. And I think the most beautiful souls are meant to sacrifice themselves to turn this world into a better, more humbling, more loving place. And that sounds fucked up and it shouldn't have to be that way. But I think there's a lot of shit on this planet that can only be fixed when good people find it within themselves to muster up the strength, the courage, and inspiration to make real, honest change. And that only happens when people start to wake the fuck up. Um, So... I have just this whole week been thinking about what grief means to me. So I want to, I think this is a good time to um, share my whatever floats your quote for the day. Um, Today's quote is, grief is like the ocean. It comes on waves ebbing and flowing. Sometimes the water is calm and sometimes it is overwhelming. All we can do is learn to swim by Vicki Harrison. That is is such a powerful quote because grief never fucking goes away. It is this cloud that will linger over you for the rest of your life and you need to learn how to deal with it. It doesn't get easier. It just gets more manageable. There are times where I don't even think of my dad for a couple weeks. Like that's so sad to think. And I think the older I get and the farther or the longer time has elapsed since his death this the memories that I have of him feel so distant and faded that it just feels like that like he was just a memory or he was just a dream but then there are days where I wake up and he's the first thing on my mind and it feels like I'm going through that process all over again But we never, oh gosh, we never, we never get over it. It just gets easier to manage, easier to deal with. And then there are times like this right now where horrible accidents happen that just bring my grief up to the surface because I feel so deeply for the people that have been affected by this just horrific, horrific incident. And it's... It's just so hard to understand what the point of it all is and to wrap your head around why these sorts of things happen. So if you are going through grief, I think we often think that we're alone with our grief, that nobody else is dealing with this and that we're just, we have to deal with our grief alone 
and in isolation and to suppress it. But it's important to talk about because as people, as living creatures on this planet, we are all going to be inflicted by grief at some point of our lives, some sooner, some later. But no matter what stage of your life you're in, losing a loved one is fucking hard. Trying to understand that we're all going to die one day is hard to process and it's hard to digest. So at times like these, it's important to extend your heart to other people, to be open, to be vulnerable, to ask somebody if they are okay. Um, If you're going through grief, find it within you to turn your grief into something amazing, to something powerful. And that's why I started Wait for Wait. That's why I started this podcast. That is why I do everything that I do is because I saw my dad die at the age of 50. And that seems older, but I feel like, you know, he didn't see his children live. Uh, I'm sorry. (laughs) He didn't see his children get married, graduate from college, um, have children, be a grandfather. There's so many things in his life that he missed out on. And I don't want to get to, I want to make sure that Every single fucking precious second on this planet, I am utilizing. I am channeling into something good. I am giving back to the world. I am trying to find ways to to inspire, to teach, and in turn, to inspire and teach myself, to learn from other people, to, to pull inspiration from other inspirational, amazing, brilliant people on this planet, to connect with other people that I would not have been able to connect with if I didn't go through this experience. And for that, I'm grateful. And I think it's, it's so hard. It's like a double-edged sword. When you go through something so traumatizing, you wake up. It's like, I feel like ever since I lost my dad, I have, I have seen life through a different lens. I don't see life like I used to see life. And it has made me appreciate things more. I don't think take things for granted as much. Not to say that I don't. I think it's really hard to not take things for granted sometimes, especially once we're just in the busy flow of life. We take a lot of shit for granted. Our bed, our home, our shelter, our food, our friends, our family, our jobs, especially our jobs. We take those for granted all the time. Um, We always complain, but it's like, hey, that's your livelihood. Um, So death is both a curse and a very extremely humbling experience. And it's hard that I went through something like that at the age of 17, but it's also I'm, I'm so glad that I was young and felt or learned to deal with my own grief because, I don't know, I feel like I just, I learned a lot. I grew up a lot. And I wouldn't be the person that I am right now if it wasn't for my own grief. And I think that's so such a powerful thing to admit and to speak into existence and to process. And I am not my grief, but My grief has helped me manifest into the person that I am today. And for that, I am grateful. So if you're going through something traumatizing, use that to fuel you to fucking make amazing change in this fucked up, confusing, beautiful, shitty, incredible life that we have right now. The life that you have right now is not promised to you. Tomorrow is not promised to you. Later this evening is not promised to you. So what are you going to do right now to make sure that your impact, your non-coincidental impact on this planet is powerful and remembered for 
until you're gone. Leave a lasting imprint on, onto this planet and use the memory of those that you love and lost to carry you through your life. Keep their memories alive by using the power of their death to fuel you for the rest of your life. I am learning to, every day I'm learning something new about my, my uh, relationship with my grief. At first, I, um, I was resistant. I hated it. I ignored it. I was angry. And now I'm learning to walk through life holding grief's hand and ma- maneuvering through this world side by side. I hope you learn and get to that point where you're able to do that as well to see grief as more so your friend than your enemy. And it takes time to get to that point. But once you can get there, life just seems a little bit more manageable. With that, I don't want this to be too long of an episode. It's hard to talk about as it is, and I don't want to keep rambling. I think I said all that I needed to say. I hope that the families find solace and and, uh, privacy during this time. I hope everybody just extends a little bit of of a of an open heart to those around them. You never really know what somebody's going through, so extend your open heart, your open mind, and your your compassion towards those around you. With that, everybody, I hope you have a wonderful rest of your your day, your morning, your week, whatever whatever time it is that you're listening to it. I hope you enjoy yourself. Um, and with that, I will go ahead and see you guys next week. <laughs>